This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. There's a tumult, there's a discussion amongst the contemporary Paiskim. It really dates back to an earlier discussion about whether or not in the yeshivas where they used to learn Masechah's Ma'it Katan. Masechah's Ma'it Katan describes and discusses the halachas of Avelus. Many had a practice based on a chasam soifer. They want to learn avelos in yeshiva because you don't want to talk about you know what happens if someone dies. It's like an ayin hara. In velajin in yeshiva, they learned everything. They learned straight through the shas. So they learned uh, hilchas avelos also. They learned might cotton also. I want to discuss some halachas. It's not we won't call it hilchas avelos, but I want to talk about some halachas in the base avel. We just had last week. We dive into the base avel, and I think it's one of those areas in halacha that often gets very overlooked. Like uh, in the base avel, there's a lot of interesting halachas, but there's not always. Uh, Rabbinic uh, figures at a base of, and therefore some of the halachas get blurred. So if you're worried about learning Hilchas Avelos, we won't call it Hilchas Avelos. It's really halachas that are negaya to an Ava, but not really Hilchas Avelos. One of the first things that are uh, striking, if you go to a base of, you'll always notice that all the mirrors are covered with some form of a tape or some form of a covering. And that's an interesting halacha. Where exactly does that come from? So the truth is the contemporary Paiskim struggle to try to understand exactly why is there a practice to cover the mirrors in a base oval. And probably the best reason has nothing to do with Havelos. The best reason brought down in the Paiskim why you cover the mirrors in a base oval is because you usually have a minion in a base oval. You're not supposed to daven in front of a mirror. So the reason why they cover the mirrors in the base oval is not because an oval can't look at the mirror, but rather because you're always davening in the base oval and you should not look at a mirror when you're davening. Now, if that's the case, there's a very big nafkamina. Let's say you have a base oval that's not going to have any tefillas in it. Sometimes you have a base oval where there's going to be no minyanim. So according to that reason, you don't have to cover the mirrors. Or what about covering the mirrors in the bedroom? What about covering the mirrors in the bathroom? People today are very mocked, they cover every mirror that exists in the house. According to the most understandable reason, that wouldn't be required because there's no davening. The practice today is that we cover the mirrors for other reasons. Some people say we cover the mirrors because it's simcha. A person looks himself in the mirror, he gets some form of a simcha. But the Pais can point out, if that's the case, you should also cover all the family pictures as well. And I would add, if you're going to dive in the base of they should cover all the pictures in the place where you dive in. You're not supposed to dive in front of pictures either. If you ever notice, in all our shuls, there's one thing missing from every shul. There's no G'daylin pictures in the shul. You ever wondered that? There's no G'daylin pictures hanging on the walls of the shul? Most shuls, why not? Because we don't want to look at things during davening. Either it's a shayla of davening to them, or it stares your kavana. We don't want to have these. But in davening the Beit it's such a beautiful thing. You look around the house, you get to look at all the kids and the grandkids. But that really should be covered up as well. Um, this is really in a not so much in this community, but in other communities, they have a lot of indoor minyanim before COVID. They had these minyanim in people's living room, in basements, these break-off minyanim. And they really should make sure that they have all the pictures away and the mirrors covered. Not because of Avelis, just because these are not things you're supposed to see when you're davening. These things should all be removed. There is... Yeah. That's true. That's true. When we learned the sugi here in the shul, when we did this sugi here, we, we did this sugi once on a Shabbos afternoon, and we spoke about this, and, and uh, we had this observation that the old shul still had uh, still had pictures. But uh, again, I, I don't mean that. I mean like, you know, G'daylin pictures hanging. You've got every yeshiva, there's always G'daylin pictures hanging in the classroom. I right, so the kids are about to look at when the Rebbe's teaching, right? But in the shuls, you don't find so much the pictures. Halach so they accept the practices that they do cover all the mirrors. But Mikra Adin, it's very possible you don't have to cover the mirrors in the bathroom and in the bedroom. Rabbi Aaron Felder in the Sefer points out you don't have to cover, let's say for example you have a clear glass reflection so people say oh, I have to cover it also because it's a, it's a mirror 
That's not a mirror, that's a reflection that you don't have to cover. But the Shemir Shabbos Kachosei points out, but when Shabbos comes, you have to take the covering down, unless you have a minion on Shabbos. If you have a minion in the base of on Shabbos, then you'd keep the plastic, uh, the covering up for Shabbos as well. But I just want to point out, it's really probably more of a davening thing than it is an oval thing. Another interesting observation in a base oval is a question in the Paiskim, do you say Kaddish to Skabel in a base oval? If you remember, about a week ago we had Tishabov. Seems like a long time ago. But on Tishabav, if you remember, we didn't say Kaddish Tiskabel till Mincha. So some Achrainim say, oh, the same way you now say Kaddish Tiskabel on Tishabav, you can't say Kaddish Tiskabel on the base for the entire duration of the Shiva. That's widely rejected. Kivega rejects this idea. He says, you're comparing apples and oranges. The reason why we don't say Kaddish Tiskabel on, on, on Tishabav is because of a different reason. If you remember, we mentioned this with Kivager when we learned on Erev, Erev Tishabov, we learned this with Kivager. Kivager said, the reason why I don't say Kadesh Tishabov is because you don't want it to look like the Kadesh Tishabov is going back on the Kinnis. And therefore, says with Kivager, that doesn't apply to a base oval. So the consensus of the Gedele scheme is that in a base oval, one does recite Kadesh Tishabov. The Gesher Achaim, the Mechol Chikachinsky, has an interesting psak. He says it depends. If the Oval himself is davening for the Omid, he omits the, t- the Kaddish Tiskabel. But if it's someone else davening, then you do say, uh, you would say Kaddish Tiskabel. But by and large, the accepted practice today, as far as I know, in almost all the base of Elam, is that Kaddish Tiskabel is said regularly. They found that a journal from the Torah Vahira journal from Rav Moshe Feinstein quotes that Rav Moshe Feinstein said that in all areas in Europe, it was always accepted that in the base Oval they said Kaddish Tiskabel. So that's just something, if you find yourself in a base oval, because again, very often a base oval, there's no rabbi, there's no leadership. It's usually just people coming together. So the accepted practice is that Kaddish Tiskabel is recited on all the tefillahs. What became very popular now, because of Baruch Hashem, we have an organization like Misaskim, is that if a person wants a Sefer Torah for the week of Shiva, so you call it Misaskim, they'll deliver you a Sefer Torah. Um, the Pashtis is an oval, even though he's not allowed to learn Torah, he's allowed to, and he's obligated to hear so he needs to hear the laning on Monday and Thursday. So you have to bring him a Sefer Torah. Now many people know that there's a din, or they think there's a din, that you can only transfer a Sefer Torah if you use it three times. I mean, you can't bring a Sefer Torah. Let's say you want to go away for the weekend, and you own your own Sefer Torah. So you'll bring your Sefer Torah with you to the weekend, and you'll lane from it twice, and then you'll bring it home. So some people say, no, there's a rule. You have to lane from a Sefer Torah three times. Where does this rule come from? So the earliest source that I found was in Aruch HaShoch. And the Aruch HaShoch is in the Kuf Lamed Hei, Sif Lamed Beis, Taka writes that you're not allowed to move a Sefer Torah. That says Halach is in Shulchan Aruch about moving a Sefer Torah. But you're not allowed to move a Sefer Torah unless it's B'derech Kviyas. What's Derech Kviyas, says Aruch HaShoch? Three times. If you use it three times, that's already Kavua. Now why does this present a problem? Because most Beis Avelim, you're not going to get three times. Unless you have a minion on Shabbos. And most base ovals are not functioning on Shabbos. They come to Shul. So how do you ever bring a Sefer Torah to a base oval? You're only going to get Monday, Thursday. So, Rav Shalom Zalman Orbach writes in his Sefer that this is one of the greatest misnomers in Jewish history. He said there is no such thing that you need to hear, to read from a Sefer Torah three times in order to use it. You bring it once, you bring it twice, that's fine. Rav Shalom Zalman has another famous three. He says another place, we mentioned this also, we had a whole share in this last year. Rav Shalom Zalman says this thing that everyone knows that you have to fast three fasts before your bar bas mitzvah. That's also made up, Rosh Hashanah is No such halach, don't say it anywhere. No such thing, you have to fast the three before. I heard this from people. People, mom, called me up before Tishabov. My, my son, my daughter, they have to fast it. I said, why? Because it's the three before the bar mitzvah. I said, so what? Mazel tov, they'll give you a mitzvah soon. No such halach, Rosh Hashanah said the whole thing's made up. Maybe before Yom Kippur, there's the Indian of Tainus Lashois, maybe. 
depending on what age you are. But in any case, Rosh Hashanah disagrees with the whole notion. He holds that you don't have to, uh, you can take a Sevater and use it only once, use it only twice. They bring down Meshem of Moshe, the Ephraim Greenblatt quotes Meshem of Moshe, and in the later Igris Moshe, Chelik Vav, Moshe himself writes this. He says, although perhaps there's no good source for the notion that you have to read a Sevater three times when you travel, when you remove it, he thinks it's a good idea. So many people try when they have when they take a sevatari from a base level, they'll try to lay Monday Thursday and they'll try to get a minion together on a Shabbos afternoon. This way they use the safe the sevatari three times. But meikar din, strictly speaking, there's no such din. They can only move a sevatari if you're going to use it three times. But Rav Moshe does. Yeah. Your own sevatari you can take it. As I said, because if it's yours. Uh huh. Interesting. So I think today what well, that's what people do. They they try to take a sevater, but again meikaradin. If you can't come up with a third time, I think it's okay also. Rabbi Yaakov Endin, interestingly enough, writes he was against this whole notion of bringing sevater to a beisavul. He says don't bring the sevater to the beisavul. You won't hear you won't hear leaning the beisavul. Or they go to shul afterwards. He was against the whole notion. But Rabbi Moshe already writes, and later Achrayim writes that's already the accepted practice today is that we all have minyanim for the beisavul and we bring the sevater as well. So some say that, some say that's good enough, and others disagree. Even if it has a mokim kavu and a mokim choshiv, that's also not enough. That's uh, a factor that the place can talk about. The other shail is, do you say bechus kehanim in a base alva? That's also a big question. <coughs> so some people say no, because in alva is not a lot of dochen. Just say we don't have bechus, we don't have bechus kehanim on tishbav. Others point out that it's not necessarily the best comparison. Even though Reb Kivega does make such a comparison, the accepted practice by and large is that the minig is to say. Uh, um, the last Shaila about a Beisalva, which is actually a very fascinating Shaila, people ask this a lot. Very often people are sitting Shiva and they bring tons of food to the Beisalva. And there's a lot of extra food. And the question is, can family members take that food home with them? Let's say you have married kids. So a person sitting Shiva, they have a bunch of married children, so the married children come to Menachemavo, and there's just pans and pans of food, because people send over a lot of food, and the kids want to bring it back home to their family. Is there anything wrong with bringing home food from the base level? So everyone knows that there's some halacha that you're not supposed to bring home food from a base level. Where exactly is that found? So that's actually Rabbi Kivega. Rabbi Kivega writes in Yerodei, Shina Involved, Siftal, the following Lashon. Noyagim Shaloilikach Dover Cotton Vigado. There's a practice not to take anything big or small in the base level. Komeshech Zayn Yemei Avelos. For the seven days of Avelos, why? Mishum Ruach Atoma Sheshareshom. Because there's a certain bad spirit. There's Ruach Atoma in a base level and all the food is tainted and everything is tainted. And I just the food. You can't borrow a book. You can't buy a, borrow a pair of shoes. You can't borrow a basketball. Everything in the base level is tainted. For seven days, nothing comes out of the house of the base level. So writes Rabbi Kiva Eger. The Aruch HaShulchan involved Yer Alf also brings down such a halacha that there nothing should ever come out of a base level for the seven days. This is negated to a lot of things. Leftover food. You want to borrow a safe. You want to borrow a book. You want to borrow a pillow. Whatever you want to take from the base level, all of that is off limits for the duration of the, of the seven days. The Evan Yaakov who is the same author of the Tzitz Eliezer, Eliezer Waldenberg, he wants to say, no, it depends. It's only the room where the mace died. Because why is there a Ruach Rosh Hashivah? Because the mace died. And that death gives off a Ruach Rosh. So he says, what happens if the person died in the hospital? Let's say the person died in his house and he's sitting Shiv in the children's house. So he says, then there's no problem. There's no Ruach Rosh in the room because he never died in the room. So the Achreinim want to take it, break it down another step. What happens if he died in the living room? Can you take things out from the dining room? Or maybe say, no, it's one big house. 
You can't break up the house like that. But the Evan Yaakov, the Tzitzeliezer, Taka holds Allah Maisa. If the person did not die in the house where the shiv is taking place, you could take anything you want from the house without a problem. However, many people call from the Yosef Oymitz. <coughs> we mentioned the Yosef Oymitz before. The Yosef Oymitz was one of the great Dayanim in Frankfurt in the end of the 17th century. He says this whole thing is made up. Not true. No such halacha. He thinks it's all based on a mistaken way of reading a certain halacha in Shulchan Aruch. Take and bring, no problems, the base all you can do whatever you want. So Rabbi Shalom Zalman acknowledges this Yosef Oymitz. Rabbi Shalom Zalman makes the following Rabbi Shalom Zalman says you can only not take out of the base oval things that are miyuchet for the oval. His things. But things which are for the general public. Rabbi Shalom Zalman thinks in that case it would be permitted to take those things out of the base oval. But the real question is all this food. There's so much food in the base oval. So I found in the Sefer Oil Yaakov, written by Yaakov Skatchelis, a native of this neighborhood, now he lives in Eretz Israel. So he has a tshuva from Rabbi Olbaum. I'm sure you're all familiar with who that is. He has a tshuva from Rabbi Olbaum where he was asked this shayla. You go to a base oval and there's tons and tons of food. Is it all right to take the food out of the base oval and bring it to your house? So Rabbi Olbaum develops the idea that he wants to say, first of all, what we mentioned from the Yosef Oymitz, which Rabbi Vaj Yosef also acknowledges in the Tshuva, that according to the Yosef Oymitz, this whole thing is not a Shaila. Then on top of it, you also have the Svara of the Tzitzel that if the person didn't die <coughs> in the house where the Shiva is taking place, it's Mutter. And then he throws in another curveball. He wants to taina. This is based on another similar in Shulchan Aruch about assering things of Ruach Ra. We know the Gemara says in Sachim that if you put food under your bed, this is going to get to camp. Everyone's going away for the summer, people go to camp, so you're not allowed to put food under your bed. Everyone knows the Gemara says in Sachim, but on Shulchan Aruch, you're not supposed to put food on your bed because of Ruach Ra. But many Achrayim say, if I take your food and put it under the bed, it doesn't become affected. Because I can't affect the enemy's food. I can only affect my food. So therefore, he wants to tighten it. So maybe the whole Ruach Ra is only a problem if it's, uh, it's not, it can't be someone else's food, only my food. So if I bring food to the base oval or I bring something else that's not particularly belonging to one person, they can affect it with the Ruach Ra. And then he says a Chiddush, now all them writes that Svarim are not a problem. Svarim are not subjected to Ruach Ra. Svarim being that they're so holy, they can't get, a, they can't get affected by Ruach Ra. So if you want to borrow a safer from the base oval, that would be permitted. However, I saw a quote from Reb Shtaim that Reb Shtaim disagreed. Reb Shtaim said Svarim are also subjected to Ruach Ra. Don't borrow a safer from a base oval. But then he quotes from Reb Shmuel Vazir. Reb Shmuel Vazir said, What are you going to do with all this food? You have one person sitting shiva for a bunch of days and they're getting tons and tons of food. You're going to throw it in the garbage? So therefore he paskins that it would be completely mutter to take the food back home to your family and let them eat it outside the base of it. It's interesting, there's a practice, maybe amongst chassidim, I'm not familiar with this practice, that at the, at the shiva house, after shachos, they make a l'chaim. And they eat, they make a l'chaim, a shtikl party, okay? So there's some achreim say, what's going on over here? I thought we're not supposed to take things out of the base oval. So they say, no, you're not taking it out of the base oval. You're eating in the base oval. You're eating with the oval. That's permitted. They call Peshem Rebbe Yashiv. Rebbe Yashiv thought not like that. Rebbe Yashiv thought that you're not allowed to eat in the base oval. So I guess it's very neat. Let's say yeah, a parent is sitting shiva and the married kids want to come and join their parents for lunch. According to Rebbe Yashiv, that's not correct. But the more accepted practice is that if there's a tzayrich, if there's a good reason, something like food or something that's not specific to the oval, there's definitely room to make, or a shayla baltashchis, there's definitely room to make. But they quote the stipend. The stipend, when he used to go pay a shiva call, he used to leave his walking stick outside. So they said, Favos. So he said, Because I don't want to bring it into the base oval, because then I can't take it out. Once I bring the base oval, it's stuck. You know, I bring things out of the base oval. So everyone tries to figure out what they're talking about. The walking stick. What does that have to do with the oval? Why is that subjected to the rules? But by and large, I think the many Akhrenim contemporary priests can hold that if there's a lot of food in the base oval that wouldn't be permitted to be taken out of the base oval, it wouldn't be permitted to be eaten in, in, every, in other people's individual home.